Well, thank you for joining us for today's edition of Sports Today here on Joy News. My name is Nathaniel Atto. Well, the biggest story running today is Kurt, Krikuhu, Kurt Okrikuhu will now serve as president of the Ghana Football Association for another five years after running unopposed at the elective congress held earlier today. Former Ghana coach Kwesia Pia has also been elected a member of the executive council of the Ghana Football Association. We will also revisit Europe, where Osman Bukhari helped Red Star Belgrade secure a point against Young Boys Burn. All of that and more here on Sports Today. Welcome to the show. Four two one on DSTV and one four four on Go TV. Thank you for joining us. So Kato Kreku has been re-elected for a second term as president of the Ghana Football Association after running unopposed. Now the 52-year-old faced no competition uh, from the position of aspirant uh, George uh, Efria, who was disqualified by the elections committee, a decision which was, appealed, uh, which was upheld by the appeals committee. At the elective congress in Tamale earlier today, 117 out of the 120 delegates cast their votes in favor of Kurtz. Two delegates voted against the incumbent president and one chose not to participate in the activity. We can only vote the candidate when we stay together. The four H is a very big one. And everybody, including my brother George, has a role to play. I will reach out to George and I will bring him back home. Well, let's go to Europe and the Black Stars forward Osman Bukhari was also in the news yesterday as he helped uh, Red Star Belgrade to secure a point. But before we go there, let's take you further into uh, the results of the Ghana FA elections, especially with the Executive Council. Now, um, do remember that we needed three uh, slots for the Division One League, and so these are the persons who won. Vice President of the Ghana FA, Mark Addo, uh, representing Zimakotonko. And also uh, Gideon Fosu, who represents Akosombo Crystal Palace, as well as Dambot FC's Eugene Nobel, Amon Noel. So these three uh, picked the three slots from the Division One League. Now I'll take you to the Premier League. And Nana Udro Safo of Brekum Chelsea was there. James Kwesiapea, former Black Stars coach, representing Kumasi Asante, Kosovo Frederick Champong, who... Uh, previously was on the ticket of Ashanti Gold, now switched to Dreams FC. And uh, Randy Abe, uh, who is uh, president of Bando-based Heart of Lions. Also, Kinsley Osei representing Bichem United. So these are the five from the Ghana Premier League. I'll be doing some more analysis on this development and others within the Ghana FA election, which was held earlier today. 
But let's switch to Europe and talk about Ghana forward Osman Bukhari, who helped Red Star Belgrade secure a point against Young Boys. Now, Newcastle United also eased past PSG at St. James Park, and Manchester, Manchester City beat Leipzig. Barcelona also defeated Porto. We've got all those highlights for you. Won it back again, and this is Isaac. It's a great save. Comes back to Almiron, and Newcastle United lead. Trippier with a set piece. Six black and white shirts to Amat. One of them is Jamal Lascelles, who got up there, and Donnarumma had to steer it away from his own player. Still alive. Gamares, another save. Back to Bruno Gamares again. They're still coming, and that was over the line, surely, was it? The referee waits and then gives the goal. Is a local hero. That's oh, a good ball into Longstaff, who tries it. Scores! A third goal for Newcastle. Zaire Murray once again, and the youngster trying to flick it over the top, but it's a decent-looking header, and it's nudged in by Luca Hernandez. And Paris Saint-Germain are on the scoreboard. Well won, brilliantly by Cher, given to Murphy. They need to make the most of this. Cher! Oh, yes! That's how you make the most of it! There's no nail-biting finish now. There's Bernardo Silva. Lewis on the move into the box. And there's Foden this time. Lewis made it. Foden scored it. And Manchester City have been threatening that for quite a while. Was the scorer of the Leipzig equaliser in the round of 16 first leg in February. Nice touch that from Openda. Who could be played in? He is. Paulson's found him. Openda has the pace. And he's missed. No, he scored. He hits the inside of the post. What a lovely finish from Luis Openda. Doku. The shimmy in a shake. Brings in Alvarez. Oh, oh that's magnificent. That really is world pass from the World Cup winner. It's a beauty. Haaland. Haaland is there as well. Alvarez has played in Doku. This has to be 3-1. Jeremy Doku keeps his cool and finishes the job. Announced as barring crossing the I's and dotting the T's as the hosts of the World Cup in 2030. Here's a great ball through to Ferran Torres and Barcelona lead. And Porto, who have had the lion's share of opportunities in this game and have made it pretty quickly here, not hanging around. And it will reach Bukhari, who was its target, now holds it up, looking for some support, maybe. Bukhari, and then turned in by NDA. And then it's turned in decisively by the Senegalese striker. Goal given. Huge roar from the home fans, history repeating itself here. Certainly showed enough of the Swiss side to suggest that a comeback from here is possible, but they have to remain switched on. They weren't, and this could be two around the goalkeeper. And Bakari does double the lead. Or does he? Well, he will replace Benito at the back. It did look like a recurrence of that injury. 
Meantime, it's with Joel Montero slipping it through. It's a good ball. It's a fine finish. And it's the equalising goal for 1-1. A couple of really impressive saves already tonight. Can he make himself the hero here? It's Itten. It's 2-1, young boys. Space here for Lucic. Gets it back again. It's just behind Bukhari. Bukhari again, this time he is in behind. Oh, it's brilliant. From an almost impossible angle, Osman Bukhari has levelled up the game with a fabulous finish. Bukhari, he's been making those sort of runs all night, and this time... All right, so uh, we'll revisit the story of the Ghana FA election and talk about a few other uh, angles to that story. Uh, of course, there were some uh, big moments for some, and there were some disappointments for others as well. Well, I uh, would we'll, uh, cross over and have a conversation with Musbao Razak, who is the Ghana FA election correspondent, and uh, he will be bringing us up to speed on uh, what happened, uh, you know, background all right so before we do that just remember that uh, uh, as we speak the man Keto Kriku is now going for another four years uh, in at the helm of Ghana football now there were some uh, notable names that also missed out when it comes to the executive council and places there uh, lawyer Eloya Monday of Karela United uh, losing out on the opportunity also one notable name uh, Sami Enim Ado who is who previously served on the executive council uh, now is not um, a part of it because he couldn't make uh, the number of votes needed to keep him amongst the top five. So this was after the declaration of Kurtu Kriku as the uh, winner and after the affirmation was done. Um, these are scenes of celebration there which put great responsibility on uh, the FA president to deliver on many other promises that have been given for the second term. All right, so we'll return to that story in a bit, but let's uh, focus on Liverpool, whose manager Jürgen Klopp wants the Premier League game against Tottenham to be played uh, again after Luis Diaz's goal was wrongly disallowed by the video assistant referee Vaz Darren England and assistant uh, Dan Cook did not overrule when Diaz was flagged offside on Saturday. Liverpool lost 2-1 thanks to a 96th minute own goal from Joel Matip. I saw the outcome, I saw a goal, we scored and um, it didn't count, so I was now not waiting for the audio and then sitting there and, and, and hoping I find out how it could happen or whatever. So what I want to say is it's really important that we, as big as football is, that we just, and important as football is for us at least, um, that we really deal with it in a, in a proper way. So, and I mean that all of the people involved, on-field ref, linesman, um, for the official and especially now in this case we are they didn't do that on purpose so and we, we should not forget that yes it was a mistake an obvious mistake and i think there would have been solutions for it afterwards if not i can say immediately even probably some people don't want me that to say but as a not as a manager of Liverpool so much more as a, a football person, I think the, the only the, the outcome should be a replay. That's how it is. 
probably will not happen. The argument against that will probably be if we open that gate, then everybody will ask for it. I think the situation is that unprecedented that it uh, um, didn't happen before in that moment. And we are all used. I'm 56 years old, I'm, and I'm since 50 years in football, and I'm absolutely used. I don't deal over it always well with it, but I'm used to wrong decisions, difficult decisions, blah, 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 all these kind of things. But something like that, as far as I can remember, never happened. That's why I think a replay would be the right thing. And against the argument would be if it would happen again, I think a replay would be the right thing to do. Or the ref has the opportunity to bring both coaches together and say, sorry, we, we made a mistake, but we can sort it. Let Liverpool score a goal and we start from there. In a specific game, it was what makes it a bit more special than obviously is uh, that we conceded two minutes after we scored a, a, a regular goal. Um, and how all things depend on each other. If we would have, if the goal would have counted, we would have started the game, and the game would have started in the centre of the game pitch and not where it started, and all these kind of things. It would have been different. So that's one thing, and. Um, yeah, that's my view on it, and I'm, I'm not angry with anybody of them or whatever, not at all, and I really think it should. All right, so we'll now go on Zoom and have a conversation with uh, Musbar Razak, who is our correspondent for the FA elections. Now, he'll be bringing us up to speed on how it all happened. Musbar, um, thanks for joining us here. Now, what for you were the very key points or key highlights or high points uh, at this election? Well, uh, Nathan Arato, a very big welcome to Tamale here. And, uh, of course, the election has finally ended with Kato Kriku securing a second term in office uh, next four years is going to be you know steering the affairs of the Ghana Football Association but what was quite instructive is the orderliness that characterized this year's election it started very early just about 8 30 the whole place delegate had seated and 9 a.m. the whole Congress had started and uh, of course just a brief opening prayer and a brief remarks by the General Secretary of the Ghana Football Association. And the Congress was handed over to the election committee, which went ahead to, you know, see the election of the president. And uh, Kerti Kriku, of course, you've seen the numbers already, pulled a whooping 117 votes. Yes, votes. And two were no. And one was absent. So, in all, it was some 124 delegates that were expected to be at this Congress. But 120 of them did make it. What I gathered was that the delegates of Kinfaiso failed to come. Likewise, the delegate from Ibusian Dwarfs failed to come. And the delegate from Future Stars failed to come. And the delegate of Susubribri also failed to come. And uh, that's why the numbers were where the way they are. But clearly, it's over 90% endorsement of Kerto Kriku. We also saw the election of the Executive Council members. And uh, it started with the Women's Premier League, which saw Mrs. Gifty Owari Mensa affirmed as the representative of the women's league she was the only person who contested in those elections and then was a keenly contested one the ghana premier league representatives which again saw james aquesia appear emerge 
as a, a member of the executive council this time round, alongside um, you know Dr. Randy Abbey, Frederick Champon was also elected, and um, you know. So th those are the individuals who were elected for the Ghana Premier League. But what was quite surprising, the turnout was the Division One representatives. We saw the manager of Asamojan fail to make the nod. He was part of the executive council, which, you know, just went by. He won it in 2019, but this time round, he failed to make it. And uh, the vice president of the Ghana Football Association, Mark Enimedo, was able to retain his seat with a whooping 32 votes. And Gideon Fish also made it alongside one Mr. Noel also made it. So that was the election that took place today. It was very finely, uh, you know, conducted. We had delegate from FIFA. There was a delegate, the Nigerian Football Federation president was around. Uh, some delegate from West African Football Union was also around. And uh, it was a fairly decent one. And the message that was pretty much sent there was that the entire football fraternity seemed to support Kerti Kriku and his second term in office. And it was quite instructive that that characterized his, you know, uh, uh, speech after he was, he was, uh, you know, sworn in. He was preaching peace and he also apologized to all football stakeholders whom he might have stepped on their toes in his first term. And he also made a public call to Georgia Freire to come and work with him. And I'm sure what that implies is that he is beckoning on Georgia Freire to withdraw his case at the Court of Arbitration for, uh, for Sport. And even his injunction application, which is due to be heard on October 14th. So, Nathaniel, that is what happened here. The whole thing was done by 1 p.m. The entire exercise was done. And Kerti Kreku says the work begins right after today. And uh, they are looking ahead to the Black Stars friendly games, which uh, will be coming up this October. So, Nat, that's what happened here in Tamale at the Global View uh, Dream Hotel with uh, the elective Congress of the Ghana Football Association. Very well. And uh, finally, I would want you to also tell me what reactions have been like, especially after the full affirmation and the confirmation that Kato Kriku is going for another four years, especially for the majority of these delegates who voted. Uh, I'm sure you had conversations with them. What are some of the major expectations of the remaining four years of Kato Kriku in, in, in power? Well, Nat, if I got you rightly, uh, the reaction of the delegates after the election of Kerti Kriku, I mean, the expectation for many is that they want the job to continue, that the good work he's doing should continue. And uh, he should continue to improve the Ghana Premier League, he should continue to improve the, uh, the development of the game from the grassroots, he should continue to improve the, you know, the skills development of the various personnel in the Ghana Football Association, the referees, uh, the coaches, and all the other initiatives which he has, you know, rolled out to help improve the skill set of the various stakeholders in the Ghana Football Association industry. They're just calling on him to continue in that regard. And I spoke to the vice president, uh, you know, let me say the former vice president because he has not been appointed yet. And he says, well, part of the target in the next four years is to see Ghana win an AFCON. He said they've got their eyes on the AFCON Come January, for instance, in Cote d'Ivoire, they've got their eyes on the AFCON. They also got their eyes on seeing the Black Stars qualify for the World Cup in 2026. So they've got eyes on all of these things, and they're very 
uh, match hoping that the Black Stars will perform and uh, even the Black Queens will also qualify to the Olympic Games. So the general mood is one of excitement, one of hope, one of positivity. And uh, uh, they're just hoping that Keto Crick will deliver on his promise uh, like they claim he delivered when he got into office in 2019. But Dr. Randy Abe made a very interesting point that it's a shame. And he said it's a shame in relation to the representation of women in this year's election. Only one woman is part of the executive council. And that is only because of the regulations that were put in place to ensure that it's only a woman who contests to represent the Women's Premier League, which in this case was Mrs. Gifty Awari Mensah. And Dr. Rambi Albe completely bemoaned the very reality that there are not many women competing in this year's election, which means that on the executive council, we're going to have just one woman contesting. And in fact, our checks review that even at the regional football associations, there are little to no women in, you know, representing in the Ghana Football Association hierarchy. So some gender call was made by Dr. Randy Abe, but overall it was decent. And now, so let me just land with this, that I spoke to James Akwesiapia about the concern that he'll be working in Sudan and also working here in Ghana. And he says there's nothing to worry about because some members of the Ghana Football Association have their private jobs. So even if he ends up working in Sudan, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. And he's confident that he'll be able to contribute his technical know-how to the development of Ghana football. So that's, that's it. It's been great. And uh, pardon my sweat, though, is the heat is quite, is quite something. And uh, we're working around it. And I'm sure we'll be back with you, God willing, tomorrow. Thank you so much, uh, Musbao Razak, our correspondent there from uh, the heart of Tamale, bringing us uh, some in-depth analysis on the coverage of the elections and um, other, you know, other, you know, other issues that came up. Thank you so much, Musbao, and uh, we'll see you later on. All right, so that was Musbao Razak there. Let's, uh, you know, continue to bring you some more. Let's uh, do a round of messages, and after that, we uh, resume the show. Set reminders and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. -head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions? and claim the prestigious trophy. Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October 2023. The 2023 National Science and Mass Quiz is produced by Primetime Limited and sponsored by the Ghana Education Service in partnership with Goyo PLC and supported by AT, Airtel Tigo, Prudential Life Insurance Ghana, Pepsodent, Better Malt, APSA, Accra College of Medicine, Academic City University College, Coronation Insurance, Garnet, Cowbell, Bellacqua, GTP, and YFM. The broadcast of the National Science and
and mass quiz on Joy News and Joy Prime is supported by Vitamilk, German Ozone Medical Center, Virtual Security Africa, Royal Four, Ace Medical Insurance, Chop Box Technologies, Syntex Tanks, Build Financial Technologies, and Family Health University College. Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church without prayers. Imagine a government without citizens. Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. So we'll just wrap up with content on the sports page of MyJoyOnline.com. Uh, one of the trending stories is uh, Thomas Partey's return and uh, how coach Mikel Ateta is excited about this return, especially considering uh, the projected impact that, uh, you know, Thomas Partey will be making in the squad. Also, uh, this story is still trending. Midyama SC commissioning their own stadium, uh, you know, the Takwa TNA Park, uh, you know, being redone and be been recommissioned ahead of uh, the remainder of their CAF Champions League campaign games. Remember, they have uh, zoomed in on the group stage of the uh, CAF Champions League. There's also some uh, boxing stories here, and um, so you just have to click on the sports page of myjoyonline.com for more of these. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back later this evening with the major bulletin. So uh, you stay with us here on the show. Coming up very shortly will be Pulse. And so, like I said, just click on the sports page of myjoinline.com. More stories. I'll be back tomorrow with another show. My name is Nathaniel Atto, and I have love for the sport. <laughs>